Hey, Visionaries, it is time for another segment of The Visionary Diaries, where I take a break from interviews and long-form conversations so that you and I can connect over all things visionary. In these episodes, we'll chat about what it really means to be successful, how to challenge limiting beliefs that are holding you back, normalizing the pursuit of growth and reinvention, using no BS marketing and branding strategies in your business, and sometimes I'll just kick back, espresso in hand, and read you an entry from my diary as an entrepreneur, but above all, as a person who is just like you. You've got one shot at this thing called life, and I want to ensure you make it a great one, or rather, a visionary one. Let's dive in. Okay, so we are diving into an episode of The Visionary Diaries, and today's an exciting announcement. So I brought my trusty co-host back onto the podcast to share some fun news with you all. And no, we're not pregnant. (laughs) I felt like I needed to clear the air there. Uh, But in this episode, we're sharing the big news we've been waiting over a month to share with the visionary community. You probably already know it by now. Um, We talk about why COVID was the catalyst that made us start searching for a home outside of Toronto. So there's your spoiler. Uh, We talk about why it's so important to tune inwards and to honor your own timeline on these type of milestones rather than comparing yourself to everyone else. Uh, How we decided on a city to plant roots in and it may come as a bit of a surprise where we chose. And I talk a little bit about bringing my visionary home Pinterest board to life. So I've been dreaming of this place for a long, long time and I'm so, so excited to transition our life there. And just before we dive in, I wanted to let you know at the end of the episode, I will be sharing an exciting opportunity to work with me and spend the Stay with me here at Visionary HQ in Toronto um, by grabbing one of my day rates. So if you haven't heard of my day rates, um, this is a day-long strategy session where we meet up, you come to my office, we do lunch together, but ultimately we are working on a project that you've been avoiding. So maybe you want to start making more money, but you're missing a few key pieces of your marketing plan or your social media plan. Maybe you feel like you've hit a wall when it comes to growing your business or generating leads or building momentum. Um, Or maybe you're planning a launch and you want to make this next launch the biggest launch ever. So That will be um, what I announce at the end of the episode in case you're interested in grabbing one of those days before they are gone and before I am gone. (laughs) Not forever, just moving out of this office space. So let's tune in to the episode and I'll catch you on the other side. Welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. I have my very special co-host who hasn't been here in almost a year (laughs) where have you been dave i don't know i it got busy for me i don't want to say i got too busy i big timed you but i got busy you got busy because you have your own podcast as some of the listeners may know um it's i guess had a bit of a curveball thrown in because of the sports hiatus and your podcast primarily talks about sports but you've still been doing it regularly right you know what not as regularly as we'd like i think the last time we were on we talked a little bit about visionary media and and that got extremely extremely busy as well with real work Um, and visionary media is a company 
that you started maybe a year ago um, doing videography and drone footage, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that that got busy, which was fun. Um, it, it it felt like it took off, and uh, I haven't even had time to market it or like it, I don't know. We can get into that another day, but yeah. No, the podcasting took. Uh, Unfortunately, took a little bit of a backseat. I, I, I'd like to think it was the right time, though, being busy with everything else um, and sports kind of being on the hiatus. It was there was only so much COVID I could talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, at least I felt like. But now that we're back going again, it's it's trying to get in the swing of things. And sports are sports are fully back. And uh, I'm sure your listeners are just dying to hear about all these sports they podcasts. Are. They so. cannot wait. But <laughs> you know what? We'll make them wait. We'll make them go tune into an episode of Game Tape Sessions, which is the name of your podcast. Actually, I will link that in the show notes just in case anyone wants to go check it out. Um, and yes, we will also do a totally separate episode. No guarantees on when that will be, but maybe just chronicling the journey of visionary media because you had this one free project you did for a golf course that ended up turning into like six or eight other projects. So I think it'd be really cool to one day spotlight how that all worked out and um, how you've been able to grow that business. Yeah, I'd love to do that because we talked about it and we have been chronicling it, like you said, for a while now. Then to just see it grow, I wouldn't say organically because that's not, I don't know. I don't know if anything grows organically. You right. have to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. But um, get, getting one getting one job, even if it's a free one, has kind of spun out into oh. a lot of others, spiraled yeah. out into not even just the, the golf course stuff, just other ones. And it's crazy the opportunities that come once you do one or two things. And I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff with marketing that's helped with that on yeah. Instagram and all the other avenues. I'm not an expert in that. You helped me there. But no, it, it's uh, I, I'd be more than happy to talk about it because it's, uh, it's definitely come a long way in the last year. Definitely. So um, that's not the point of today's episode, though. Today, we're going to do a super quick episode. Uh, as you all know, I've been doing a... That was my computer. Sorry, Dave. I've been doing a midweek episode each week, uh, and it's called The Visionary Diaries. So this kind of chronicles conversations that are going on in my head, things that are going on in my life, um, and just life lessons, business lessons that I feel like are applicable to the listener. So we've been holding on to a little bit of a, I don't know, quote unquote secret, but at the same time, it's just something we didn't feel like publicly declaring to the world. But the exciting announcement is that we bought a home and we are actually moving out of the city of Toronto. And we're not coming on here to boast or to say like, look at us. Like we're in our young thirties. We've rented for many, many years. Like this has been a very long, humble journey for us. Um, And the reason why I wanted to bring Dave onto the podcast and to actually sit down and record this is to tie this back into creating and living your most visionary life. Because through this whole process of searching for our dream home and finally buying it, it has really reminded me that we only get one life. We are in complete control of where we decide to plant down roots and that there are so many avenues you can take when thinking about where you want that home to be. And so anyways, I thought we would kind of come on here, share the journey and hopefully offer some insights. So yeah, and 
I think it's important to, off the hop to say that for me, owning a home, I, I don't want to say it was important, but it was something that I kind of had dreamed of. It's it's not it's not everybody's dream though, right? So your home may may be something else. It may be. I mean, anything, right? And it doesn't have to be owning something. It could be the adventure of something. But yeah, owning a home was something that I really wanted. And I, you know, we wanted to put a little podcast studio in there, to put a little gym and mm-hmm. do stuff like we, we kind of bought a home where we were excited to buy. It was something we both had worked really hard for. So I don't, uh, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, this is, you know, go and buy a home. It's nothing a podcast like that. It's Not more of a. It was an achievement that we both were kind of gunning for for a long time. And after a lot of saving and working and, I mean, yeah, we're here now. So I'll let you take it over. And you're right. Like, we are not mortgage brokers. We are not real estate agents. We are not financial advisors. So like Dave said, this is by no means a podcast of go buy a home. Um, And I think that the kind of point you're getting at there is so, so vital to reiterate that just because there are these archaic milestones of, okay, get married when you're 25, buy your home when you're 26, have your first child when you're 28, have your second child at 30. Like you all know what I'm talking about. You're listening to the Visionary Life podcast. This is kind of the beliefs that I try to shatter and break down on a daily basis. And so one of the biggest things that we learned through this process is that it is okay to rent for the rest of your life. It is okay to want to buy a home when you're 20 if you can afford it. There's not a right timeline. And for us, that meant renting for many, many years. And that meant also seeing a lot of our friends buy homes in their early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, and not comparing ourselves. Yeah. And it was going on in my head for a long time, and especially now you look at it like if you know we could have bought a home, I'm sure four or five years ago if we wanted to, if we but and that would have saved us a lot of money. Um, but we got to enjoy Toronto, and that was, I mean, I remember coming to Toronto for the first time when you were living at what was it? Downtown. Yeah, downtown, or where I can't remember the building. Anyways, it was so overwhelming, and it was just like, nah, that's not for me. And then when we moved to the West End, I started to warm up to it, but it probably took two years, and that's like. It's something that, or it's part of my life that I wouldn't trade off for anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not just jumping to something just because everybody else has. We sat on this for a long time and we enjoyed our little space. And we still do enjoy our space in Toronto. Yeah. For context, for anyone who doesn't know, we live in kind of a bachelor one bedroom apartment. It's quite small. Like we are bursting at the seams. We've been here six years. Uh, we have a small little patio, but. For the most part, Dave's office is in our bedroom right now. My office is kind of in the dining room area, and we always joke dining that room, we have living room, kitchen. We always joke <laughs> that we have like the north office, the south office, the east office, and the west office, which is basically like you're either in the bedroom working, the bathroom working, was... on the deck working, or sitting on the couch. <laughs> I was going to say, where's the south office? But yeah, uh, the south office is the bathroom. It's got a little echoey, so you should try to see off where. Uh, you can can tell where Kelsey's doing intros from sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Turn, Usually, turn all the fans off. It gets kind of warm in here oh right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. we got no AC. So that's one big advantage of buying a home. But I think going back to what you said, like the past eight years that I've been in, in Toronto, six years that you've been here, not 
having a home and not investing all of our spare cash in buying a piece of real estate has actually allowed us to prioritize different things like traveling, like um, me having my business and not worrying about reinvesting a lot of the income and revenue back into it. For Dave starting Visionary Media, like he invested in a lot of equipment, um, drones and video stuff. I don't yeah, even and, know and all the that, equipment. Not that you're not always sa- saving for other things sometimes, but it gives you an opportunity. For me, the biggest one was to travel. Like every yeah. year we tried to do something and that was, you know, those one or two big trips a year was something that allowed us to look forward to things in the future. And I don't know, We I think we both really value travel. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so kind of going to the beginning here when COVID hit back in March of 2020. I think that was for us what really sparked um, just some new thoughts around do we need to be in the big city of Toronto? And we had started to toss the idea of, will we ever buy a home one day? Um, Is it kind of in our future to start looking for a place that we can put roots down and have a little bit more space? And we considered a lot of options. We considered buying a home in Toronto, maybe renting a bigger place in Toronto. But ultimately, we we started to think about, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'll speak to my perspective, but we started to think about the quality of life we wanted moving forward. And I know that for me, I love Pinterest. (laughs) So I definitely jumped on Pinterest and I started a board called Visionary Home. I know you can all make fun of me, but this is what I do in my (laughs) my free time. (laughs) And I like to just pin photos that inspire me. I did it for our wedding. I have it for my business. I did it when I was designing my office. Um, You know, there are many different boards. Dave, just to give you line of sight, Many girls have Pinterest boards going for everything. Okay. This is just what we do. And so aside from the Pinterest board, I had that one going. I also had a short list of must-haves, nice-to-haves, and don't need. So basically just, okay, if we're to buy a home, like what are my must-haves? Some of the must-haves for me when we started to have this conversation of what do we even want in a home if we're going to spend so much money on something like this, I started thinking of things like I want a gym. Like there has to be space for a gym. I wanted a really nice yard. <laughs> Bless you. I wanted a a nice yard with old trees. Like I know that sounds very like a minute detail, but many of the homes you'll look at in newer subdivision, there is no kind of... Um, Like you don't see the older trees. And so we were writing down these things and it started to become slightly apparent that to get all that we wanted, we may need to move out of the expensive city. Um, And so that's when the idea to move one hour away into a small town called Paris, Ontario kind of came into our mind. We knew about this town before. Like, I don't know what you had been to it as a kid, right, Dave? Yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know it that well. I knew it as um, a town about 30 minutes south of where I grew up. I'd probably been there a couple times, but yeah. I hadn't really been there as an adult or mm-hmm. seen any of the the cool spots to along the river. But no, I, I knew a lot about it. Uh, I heard a lot about it. But I'd never really been there yeah. in probably 15 years. Like, we didn't really have a true reason to have Paris, Ontario on our radar. But we did make a short list. Um, there was probably about five cities that we decided to start seriously looking at homes in. 
And the more we started going to these showings, the more we came back to Paris, just feeling like every time we went there, there was a certain charm about it. And the style of homes and the size of them, everything just kind of felt right. Like, I don't know how else to put it. I know I'm very intuitive. So I kind of had this gut feeling I would end up there for the last five or six years. I've always thought we would end up there. Well, you thought we'd end up some in some other places as well. I but, did. But, but I think it was nice to be on the same page as you this whole time. And I didn't have these check marks as much as you did. And I didn't have the Pinterest boards, but I definitely had... A feeling like you know you would go see something and there'd be times actually I think I only said yes to one place that that we ended up not getting but there was times when you would say oh this feels great like everything checks everything and I would just you know look at you go it's us not it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right like it's not something's missing missing and I would kind of go through some of the things and we would go back and forth but you were pretty respectful of the fact that I wasn't comfortable with it um Yes, this home buying process really um, forced us to have honest conversations every time we saw a home and to really feel out the other person because at the end of the day, if we both didn't have that gut feeling, then we weren't going to try and force it on each other. Like we saw many homes when... I would come out and I would say, oh my gosh, it's a once in a lifetime, I'm an optimist. And that is like to a fault how I am. I can go through a shit home and be like, I love it. It's perfect. And I'll say, Dave, I want to put an offer in. And he would always be the voice of reason saying, you know what? It's not the right one or the pessimist. But for better or for worse, you would say, I just don't have that feeling in this home. And we had had that feeling one time, one of the first listings we saw, we both had the feeling. We got in the car and we just thought like full body, yes. And so silly as it sounds to kind of buy a home based on that feeling, that's almost the best way I can describe it is like, this home that we first put an offer in, we both had the feeling we didn't end up getting it. But in the rest of our search, we were waiting for that unified feeling between the two of us. And it just didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. And much as I wanted to force these certain homes on Dave, and I think maybe one or two times you really liked something that I didn't, um, we knew deep down we had to wait for that that feeling between the two of us. Yes, but oh, I think one thing that I was wrong... And I remember thinking, okay, we're we're never gonna compromise. Like we're never gonna make compromises. Yes. I, I think that's a good idea to live by. But maybe you don't have to call them compromises. But maybe you make a little sacrifice here or there. Or maybe you know you have all these things on your list. But you know, can you live with something not being exactly the way you wanted to? Because at the end of the day, um, no compromises you can do, but the compromise in the end will always be money. <laughs> so if you want to stay in your budget, we found, you know, we we ended up at a, a beautiful little home and smaller than I would have imagined, much bigger than the place we're in now, but it's it's perfect for us. But I, that was, um, I guess you would call it one of the things, you know, you have a square footage in your head and you realize maybe that's not important. Like you mm-hmm. can always change on the fly just because you had a, an idea you know, you had an idea early on that this is what you want. It's okay to to make changes, and it's okay to move and and turn off of something that you had in that. This has to be it. It's like, mm, does it like does it have to be, or can you can you maybe live without that? So, yeah. And, and speaking of compromise, this is kind of the one thing I really wanted to dive into on this podcast is the compromise that many people make when buying a home and. 
this is it's kind of a it's a very person like individualized decision right where you want to root down but i think one of the things that i felt most passionately about in this whole process was not just choosing a city out of proximity to either where I am supposed to be working or where your job is, or on the contrary, not choosing a city just based on, well, I was born here, so I might as well root down here. And I'm trying to challenge that belief because I have this nagging feeling that most people are slightly, slightly... I don't want to say unhappy, but I, slightly uneasy about the place where they're living now. Like they don't know. They feel that sense of like, is this all there is to life? Or am I really living out to my full potential? And I hear this from my clients all the time. And I think we spend so much time in our homes. We spend so much time rooting down in this physical location with the surroundings of our neighborhood that this is a decision that you should not be making based on proximity to where you were born or based on where all your friends or family live. And I get that that is such an important factor too, to be close to your support system. But at the end of the day, why are we not challenging the city where we decide to plant our forever roots and say, is this the city that's going to bring me the most joy? Does it have the quality of life that I desire for myself and my kids? Um, and so for us, when people are kind of saying, why are you moving to Paris? Like, that's not where you were born. That's not where the majority of your friends are, which is obviously, you know, kind of sad for us because we're not just able to walk down the road to them. We're closer that's for sure. But it has the quality of life that we want for our future. And we took time to think about that. And we really waited until we had that feeling versus just deciding to live in the same neighborhood that we grew up in. Um, and so I don't know if you have anything to add to that. But I just feel so strongly about challenging these silly limiting beliefs that you have to root down in the city you were born in. Yeah, no, I, I I mean, I happen to be on the same page as you with that, but I also think that there's going to be times where, you know, that's, you know, maybe some, that's something that people really, because a lot of my friends have done that. And that's something that, you know, family is very close to them and they appreciate that. So there's, there's definitely benefits to both, right? There's, but it's something that me and you were on the same page about. If we weren't, I think it would have gotten, Mm -hmm. interesting and i mean we considered do we move out west because we know for us like the mountains do bring a certain quality of life yeah um and that was on the table too because we envisioned like how how adventurous our life could be out there and i think at the end of the day it's nice to know that we're closer to family and friends but yeah we didn't just choose paris randomly random as it is there was also that intuitive feeling and just that know how of like this is gonna be the place yeah no for sure <laughs> are you do you have anything else to add on that no i mean i'm excited we bought a house i want to put a little podcast studio in there i think it'll be a lot of fun hopefully it sounds better every day definitely yeah we're really excited and i wanted to share this with you all and um definitely just kind of hit home on the fact that um, your most visionary life is always within reach. And I know that 
I get into a lot of conversations on the daily with people who want to make a change in their job, their lifestyle, their career. Um, and it's always possible. Dave and I have said a million times, like, yeah, we're buying this home in Paris, but if it doesn't work out, it's okay to move. And those are the chances that you take in order to experience growth and, and to really just seek out uh, whatever version of your dream life or whatever you want to call it that you desire. So stoked to be able to share that with you guys. Um, I, bought I, a, I bought a fishing rod. I learned I'm a terrible fisher. I was up <laughs> in Algonquin and God, that was embarrassing. And you bought a fishing rod because we're living on a river. Right. Yes. yes. We're living on a little river. But yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I learned I'm not, I'm not a good fisherman or I think the term is an angler. I found it. I'm an oh, angler. Yeah. I I've been doing that. a little bit of research. I know how to tie a few new knots, but God, it was embarrassing. Like, but you know what? You're going to learn because you have daily access to going fishing. Yeah, now. I felt like a six year old though. Like I caught a fish and I was like, Oh my God, how do I get the hook out? <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm learning. I'm excited. There's going to be lots of new stuff. And that's one of the things it's, it's that, uh, I think we were both on the same page of new new place new city comes new opportunity there's going to be yes. challenges i mean the fishing rod is just an example of that a small one but yeah i know it's something new to learn and i think too like both of us coming to toronto um eight years ago for me six years ago for you coming to toronto brought so much opportunity for each of us that we couldn't even imagine and we don't see moving to a smaller town as settling down we actually just see it as the next chapter of our adventure. So I think um, it's all in the perspective and we're so excited to see what opportunities living in a brand new city will bring. So uh, on that note, before we wrap up, I do want to share that I have three dates available um, for anyone who wants to do in-person strategy days. So I'll do a, a more formal blurb on that in the outro of this episode. But now that there is a finite amount of time on the days that I will be still here in the city, um, especially with my office space in the West End, I'm opening up these three dates for anyone who wants to spend the day together, who maybe is in the Toronto area, uh, who would rather not drive to Paris for one of those. So anyways, I will do a proper outro on that in case you want details. But thanks, Dave, for coming on the did show. You, did you say what day you're moving or we are moving? No, I didn't. I didn't think they'd care about those little logistical details. We're moving at the end of September 2020. Well, that when you can book those things. I know, but I'm going to tell them in the outro oh. what days are available. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Come on, podcast manager. <laughs> no, he's just the editor. <laughs> just the editor. Okay. Just the editor. No, you, you are a key piece of making this show happen. <laughs> All right. Someone's very excited for us outside of our window. Anyways, that's a wrap on this week's episode of The Visionary Diaries. I will catch you all in the Sunday night episode. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. That's the news, Visionaries. If you have any questions for Dave or I about the journey of finding our dream home, our visionary home, uh, you can just uh, DM me on Instagram. And now I want to share a bit more about those day-long strategy sessions. So if you decide to book me out for a day, you have my undivided attention and we'll discuss in advance what the focus and the goals of our working session are. Uh, we'll work on key materials like your newsletters or your landing pages or your website copy or your launch strategy or social media strategy. 
We'll do that until completion. And so what I do is I bring the necessary resources to have an epically productive day, and you just need to bring a rested mind. So we meet up in person for a seven-hour work date, and don't worry, we'll take lunch on me. Um, But really the goal is to help you accomplish something you would have spent months trying to figure out. We're going to get it all done in a day. Okay, and I will give you all of the things you need to prep to come to this session, um, ready to just knock everything off the to-do list. So day rates are perfect for small businesses, solopreneurs, people who are strapped for time, people who are procrastinating a launch of a program or the completion of a website. So I wanna help you conquer these big goals. And so September 16th, 17th, and 21st, those are the final dates to work with me in person in Toronto. And so there's a very small handful of these VIP days. So if you just go to kelseyridle.com slash day rate, scroll through, check it out, and you can actually contact me right from that page. Again, that's kelseyridle.com slash day rate and you'll find the rates and we can work on getting one of those days booked in. So September 16th, 17th or 21st. I look forward to supporting the next level of growth in your business and, and to helping some of you to finally stop procrastinating that big project that's holding you back from huge momentum. So let's do this. And again, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in next week's episode.